Welcome back to more Tempest Multi. There's been quite a bit going on, and let's do a recap of what situation we find ourselves in. Let's start with Angel. What's been your story so far? Well, so far, I've stepped into a mess that is Roz's apartment and decipher some things she left behind this weird visitor that seems to maybe be tied to the missing people who knows far too much about the city that he should given that nobody knows him flips to next page worth of notes and I found the final prophecies of John Hendricks that says we're in deep shit because the last oracle has died and apparently we got three days to stop whatever the feck is happening Theoretically. According to the first oracle. Cool. Then you recap what happened the night when Cass stormed in to pick its pizza? Well, it was a bit of a disaster, to, to, to say the least. We had a bit of a get-together, I suppose, at the, the pizza place there at the end and decided to split up, go our ways, I was gonna take Cass over to the, the theater and milled around a little bit with the instruments and things there and left. Much to my surprise some shenanigans happened after I vacated the premises. I swear it wasn't me. Millie did text you to let you know what happened and that she knows it wasn't you, So, but we do probably should find you an alibi. More than likely. Because Cass was upset because she saw bad things, very terrifyingly bad things coming, connected to the stranger. Her benefactor of sorts helped her sort out that that did fit in this world. It was helping her try and piece some things together. So she went to the theater to talk to her benefactor. We got to see some of that in the side scenes. And then... Millie got a text saying that Cass was dead after she, Winward, and Hess got a lead on one of the missing people, Hawk. Maria, if you would like to take over what happened after that? For sure. So we had originally been heading back to the theater to meet up with Cass and Cole, but we got the text from Liam, or no, from Daniel, one of the people who worked for me at the theater. Because they discovered Cass very dead and decided that maybe we should probably go check out this lead that Hess had because at least Hawk theoretically was not dead. So we ended up going into a cabin in the woods that was haunted by weird spirit guardian things. Creepy shadows. There was a spirit guardian in the woods and then creepy shadows in the cabin. So just a lot, th a lot of things going on out there. And we did find Hawk, but we also found Darren. And they just had no souls. So that was cool and fun and good. So we did manage to take them back to Windward's shop and stabilize them via the creative use of buttons from their box. Windward was very lucky and just happened to have two pause buttons in their box. So, Hawk and Darren are now in suspended animation, 
and soulless. Which somehow is a better way than we found them. Now there won't be any sort of diminishing of their physical status. Because there had been some sort of spell, at least on Hawk, that was keeping him in a stasis. But it was wearing off when you found him. Probably someone trying to disguise the time of quote-unquote death. Because they're not dead, but they're not exactly... And they're in an iffy space of their soul is not in their body and that is not good for a body. But if you have the body paused... Sure. It's not right... Just from the outside, if you say, like, oh, we found them, they don't have any souls, versus, and then we suspended their whole deal. Doesn't sound better, but I understand that it is. We don't have to, like, hook them up to drip feeds and whatnot, so. Yeah, I'm like, you don't have to worry about them, like, losing muscle tone or anything like that. They're just kind of paused. It's... God forbid they lose those uh, six-pack abs. Yeah, we're gonna need those later. And I will say at some point in the diet, uh, Millie, you did decide to go back to the theater to check on your people. Oh, that only makes sense. I mean, my poor humans had to find a person dead. Yeah, and Daniel was the one who found Cass because Daniel had seen Cole leaving and figured, you know, being around Cass just in case she needs anything, kind of knows usually where she would hang out, was standing nearby, probably working on something, when he heard a thud. Yeah, and he texted to say as much. So, Cole, you do have an alibi. Is that so? We do have confirmation <laughs> that it wasn't you. That doesn't mean some people won't try to accuse, but you have confirmation. I'd like to see them try. Depending on who they are, they certainly can. But we are picking up the next morning at the theater. Also, with your people, they're a little freaked out. They haven't told the little ones what happened. The kids know that something happened. And they know, like, something bad happened to Cass, but they haven't told them the whole thing, just because that's a lot to deal with, and they're little, and it would freak them out. For sure. But they thankfully didn't see anything, so they're- they're, they can tell something happened, but their mom is kind of easing them into it. I mean, I will say, at least because the adults hang out with me as much as they do, they probably know how to handle bodies. Whether or not that's a great thing, you know, your mileage may vary. Yeah. Well, there's also the fact that I'm pretty sure they liked Cass. Yeah. And it's also freaky, because how did that happen? Of course. They called some of the wolves that are in the police department, so someone's been by to kind of check and up your wards. Just kind of helping to secure the place. Because part of the, the purpose of the theater is to have as much of a safe house as possible. So the fact that this managed to happen there is alarming, to say the least. Yeah. I kind of want to pan over because we haven't talked to Cole in a while. Cole, what did you do after finding out about what happened? Or, like, where did you go after you left? I was on my way over to the, the Mart to, to meet up with them, but that was a 
failed endeavor. I'm assuming they had left by the time I ever got there. So for me, it was just honestly driving around and trying to see if I could find them, but also checking in with various people and I guess quote unquote family in town that I know just to do my rounds and make sure everyone is kind of safe and <laughs> tended to for the evening. Yeah. All your all your people are fine. It's been a mostly ordinary night and so far no one knows about Cassia. It had been pretty basic for me for the rest of the time. I just considered a misconnection, wasn't able to actually get with the group, kind of listening back for messages from whoever I sent text to because it seems like there's been a bit of delay there, but I know that they're, you know, busy people, so. Yeah, you would texted your moms asking if they knew about the stranger? Initially, at the pizza place, yeah. I'm gonna say they've probably heard a lot of rumors about him, but they haven't exactly met him yet. They've been trying to suss things out about him, too, because especially since it seems he's going to be staying here right. for some time. Because, like, he's been here for a couple months, is still here. I think beyond that, I would have probably followed up on some leads to fulfill some of my promises for Millie, at least, with the requirements of the deal that have been made. Didn't you agree to give her an embezzler? Something like that. I think that was the one she chose. It was more or less just a dealer's choice option for me, so it's kind of the best of the best. Yeah. Do we want to roll for that, or do we just want to say you're with your people and you already had someone in mind? <laughs> kind of thing. I already had someone in mind. Someone that's been basically embezzling money from social security individuals using different scam techniques in town. They're not from town necessarily, so I'm not too worried about them actually disappearing, if that seems to be the case, because I don't really know what Millie does. So if they, if it, if it's a situation where they're, you know, not seen, I'm not too worried about it. Question, Millie, are your deliveries ever seen again? I think it sort of depends on the situation. So as a vampire, as far as the game works, anytime you feed on someone who is unwilling, you do have to roll for it. And there's, you know, problems that arise if that goes badly. But one of the things that can go well is that you can, you know, not fully harm the person, but still take away, like, you learn secrets about them or... You can just full-on kill them, and I feel like if it's really crummy human beings, that's... Millie would consider that just a favor to the neighborhood, honestly. So, most of the time they end up in the hospital. Or, like, blackmailed into no longer being crummy beings. But, you know, there's a certain level where it's just, there's not much you can do about that. How do you collect these people to give them to Millie? Well, the way that I see it, is I typically have a ruse of my own in play. I have my own contacts and connections in town with the different individuals that have either come from under the mother's wings or are just the urchins, the street dwellers of the town that I take care of. They kind of make themselves more vulnerable and set up the individual. And, uh, well, when, you, when you're that individual and you see this little Toyota dolphin turn the corner, probably not a great idea to get inside. Simone of... Ah, shit. 
I mean, they can come willingly if they want, but it never is the case. And there may be one or two compartments within a Toyota Dolphin that could fit a decent-sized individual. Do you ever have help with you when you do this, or...? Only for collection's sake, and as far as they're concerned, I've only told them that, uh, I'm driving them out of town. Roll to head the straights. Roll to head the streaks. Who you're looking for, you roll with their faction, that would be Mortalis. Uh, I rolled a 10 straight up out of 2d6 for that. Alright. So, I believe with that, you find who you're looking for. You don't know how, but some people, they just kind of know more or less what's going on. He'll go willingly. I mean, he doesn't look happy about it, but... Edmund Martin is his name specifically. He's been trying to get social security out of the elderly for a while now, and it's been working until today. Yeah, I feel like he's seen other people in his line of work after he went to pick them up, and he's like, okay, I'll just... don't kill me, please. Well, that's not up to me. I'll go with you. And let's just say for convenience and story sake that you're doing this like taking him in the morning sure he can stay with me we'll have a nice little evening nothing too crazy it'll be considered uh he knows not to leave i i have him but we're just gonna hang out at the the dolphin right at the little campsite outside of town just waiting for the sun to rise I love the idea that cole makes a habit of kidnapping people who then go missing and the one time somebody, like, shows up dead at this theater, it's not his fault. The next morning, he shows <laughs> up with somebody for me to kill at this theater. It's a simple life <laughs> for Cole. It is a simple life, and I love that for you. Also, question about Millie. Does she sleep during the day, or does she just not sleep? How do we want to roll that? There's a lot about our vampire lore we haven't actually established. Yeah. I don't even know if we've decided if sun affects her. I figured she just run, runs around with a really good umbrella and some gloves and stuff. Yeah, I figured, like, maybe more of, like, a sunlight sensitivity. You wear sun hats and sunglasses. That's fair. She's very fashionable like that. But I would say that as far as sleep, she probably does more of a meditation recharge doesn't fully need to sleep, but definitely takes time to herself a few hours every here and there. Yeah. So, she's bebopping around most of the time, though. And I imagine after all of your people have been settled, you just prowl around the theater, or what do you do? So, Millie has a really rough time, I think, when people that she likes die, because she's very old. And so she's had to live through a lot of the people around her passing away. So I think Millie has like a private room where she just has like pictures of herself with all of the friends who are gone. So I think probably at some point last night she added Cass to that collection and did some very quiet grieving on her own because Millie's response to that kind of grief is to turn it off and to to push it down and deal with something else. And that was what you saw yesterday in the car, where she just very kind of pointed matter-of-fact 
reported what had happened and then insisted that they go deal with this other thing. So I think she took some time to to let the emotions happen and, and remind herself that she was human even if she isn't now. And then she's kind of packed all of that back away and is ready to go about the new day. I will say, anytime you kind of went near the room where it happened, you got that same sense of something wrong, something that shouldn't be here. But it's not currently there, but it was there. Yeah, I would say Millie, she probably helped Daniel and Liam and the wolves that are on the force to clear up the room. But after that, she spent the rest of the time avoiding it like the plague. Yeah, and you could probably tell everyone else kind of felt that sense of unease that goes beyond just the fact that someone died here. Well, theater was already haunted, now it's just worse. Yeah. Speed up to the next morning. Uh, checking in with Angel, because the next morning you get the news about because you have other aware people that you are connected with and or Hess might have let you know what happened mm. but you know what happened at the theater and you find out the next morning <sighs> right and your person is still working on getting to uh, getting you connected with the stranger cause she's still trying to find someone who will admit to knowing him well enough to arrange that mhm Alright, well, I suppose I thought I wrote down a plan. Shove a bunch of research into your bag and head to the theater? Yeah. You and Cole are both heading to the theater. Angel is looking for maybe finding some answers and Cole maybe a bit of answers, but mostly you have a delivery. Sure do. You either both get there at the same time, or Angel, you get there as Cole is ushering this strange person into the theater. Mind you, the strange person is definitely hooded at this point with something over their eyes. Yeah. It's probably like early morning, not quite fully light out yet. Yeah, I imagine Millie is there, like, with the door open, sort of welcoming everyone in she'll definitely you know nod her thanks to Cole and then look past him at Angel and go I'll be with you in just a minute I've just got a little bit of business to take care of first but uh please come in and make yourself comfortable that's not a problem at all there is coffee starting in the green room oh perfect where do you want your friend here why don't we take him into prop storage? Fair enough. Come on, then. Prop storage has a laundry chute out the back of it, doesn't it? Sure does. It also has a bunch of creepy-looking mannequins, so it's very dramatic when you pull the hood off. Like, this is a theater. This girl is not not dramatic. <laughs> it's probably also got, like, a giant throne for her to, like, make sure she's sitting on for, like, max intimidation factor. Does the fear add some spice? I mean... Or does it just make it more entertaining? I think it just makes it more Millie, honestly. But she'll take what she can get. 
life needs its excitements here and there. I think there's also a level of, like, things have been crazy the last day, and she hasn't really felt like she's been in control of things, so this is one thing she's definitely in control of, and she'll take it, thanks. Yeah, this this person, when the hood comes off, is like, what, what's, what's going on? What do you want with me? Well, you were a piece of shit in life, and now you're here, so that's what you get. So is this one of the uh, friends who don't come back, Cole? I mean, I don't know what you do, Millie. Let's be honest. We just have the deal. I bring them as long as you let me do it and you're not just getting randoms off the street. You don't know here nor there who they are. Well, you know I'm pickier than that anyway. That's true. And I try to bring you the best of the best. Well, you mean the worst of the worst. But I'd rather not know what happens to this one after the fact. Understood. Well, how terrible is he? You know I like to hear about it. Let's just say a couple of life savings, maybe... You know, he definitely made life pretty hard for people that didn't need it to be any harder. Oh. Well, I do... Is there a role for scaring machines in this band? I do hate to hear that. I do have eternal hunger, which is my feeding role, but if you want just scaring people... Persuade. <laughs> cool, can you roll the persuaded NPC? Because you're talking about the gag, like, he's t- still a couple life savings, and he's like, oh shit. What the hell is going on? That was an 11. If you don't kill me, I'll give it back. I'll give it all back. Just, Just please, please don't kill me. That's what they all say. Funny. Oh, darling, the funny thing is, once you're dead, we can just take it back, and then we can redistribute it as needed. Please don't kill me. Oh. Well, the way I see it, you may have a chance of survival. I've seen some people walk out of here, but, I mean, (laughs) your chances may not be that good. They don't really walk. Some of them get dragged out and recover later. Alright, give me the roll. This dude is either about to bolt or pee his pants. Alright. I'm pretty sure that doesn't add much to the flavor. No, probably not. And I feel like the green room is far enough away that, Angel, you can hear none of this. That is a 10. So on a 10+, plus, three things happen. I heal one harm or take plus one forward, so I will be taking that one forward. I learn a secret about my prey, and my prey doesn't suffer three harm. What kind of secret do you want to learn from this person? Oh, I think I'll take all of his banking information. (laughs) You learned all of his banking information. He's not that smart, he just has one account. Fabulous, and I'll pass that along to Cole, because he's sort of the Robin Hood of this area, so I'll let him take the goods and redistribute them as needed. I will say, though, he probably did pass out just from fear. Good. This dude's an embezzler. He's not very brave. That's fine. It'll make it easier for Liam to carry him out later. In the meantime, Angel, what have you been doing? I'm having coffee. (laughs) I have a feeling I'm gonna need it today. Yep, you've been in town for a total of just over 12 hours, and... Right. There's been a lot. 
And I'm gonna be sending a message to Xander about finding me housing up here, at least temporarily, an apartment or something. You moved into your apartment last night, remember? Alright, I thought I stayed at Roz's. I don't remember. Yeah, never mind. Scratch that. I didn't write that down in my notes, so it didn't happen. <laughs> Let's say you get a text from Xander. How's the new- how's the apartment? Ah, she has to respond to it. He probably helped you find it. He gets a thumbs up emoji in response. He sends back another thumbs up emoji. They're always looking for places to house people, so it's good to know when they find a place that's actually good. Oh, Millie, are you a uh, a breakfast lady? Are you gonna save him for brunch? Or I mean, I can go distract our friend in the green room if you need a little bit of privacy. Oh no, not at all. I'll take care of it now, thank you. But please help yourself to some coffee. Yeah, let me just let me just get out of here. Okay, have fun. Oh, okay. Appreciate you, Cole. Yep, anytime. Just walks out. A little bit of um, time wobbliness. He has not passed out yet. He passes out after he gets fed on. So like, wait, no, no, don't, don't leave me, don't leave me. Have a fun one, Edmund. It was fun. You won't enjoy this, Edmund. He just starts crying. <laughs> and shortly thereafter, he passes out. Yes. Fabulous. And Millie has had a nice tasty breakfast. So I think Millie has probably written down all of that banking information and comes into the green room to pass it off to Cole and greet her guests. I thought these were the tickets we talked about. Oh, fair enough. Oh, of course you can have the tickets. We just... We don't really print physical tickets anymore. You understand, it's 2022. Everything's digital now. I forgot you're one of them fancy folk from up, up the one of the big cities. Okay, that's fine. I'll just, if you could, text me or email, whatever. Oh, are you trying to give them as a gift? Because I can absolutely get you vouchers if you want it for a gift. Oh, for sure. It's uh, it's for the moms. You know the deal. I said I'd help out. They said, of course. You might be in need of a little bit of help, but I figured make this mutually beneficial. They can get some tickets. I can get you breakfast yes no they have reserved tickets for the run of any show they will always have the same seats those are their seats if you want some sort of certificate to give them to show them which seats are theirs i can absolutely arrange that but they don't need tickets they can just show up they're vips well good to know that now i've been sitting here getting you bodies for how long now oh, darling you only had to ask <laughs> Angel, do you want to roll to put a face to a name to see if you know who Cole's moms might be? Sure. What is that? Cole realizing the deal he made may have not have been as good. Oh, well, that's plus circle, isn't it? Yeah. Which, I believe they are power. Oh, that's even better then. Well, I rolled boxcars on the dice. Double sixes. Plus power makes that a 13. And in fairness, while Cole might have thought the deal was less than he thought it was, he did just get banking information for someone who's been embezzling funds to redistribute that wealth. There are other bonuses. That's true. 
Yeah, 10 plus, you've dealt with them before, learned something interesting and useful about them, or they owe you a debt. Your choice. Nah, just give me something interesting. Okay, so, you haven't spent a lot of time in Oak Ridge, but I feel like you've probably, like, been through here before. Oh yeah, my editor's from here. And Cole's wombs are definitely immortal. <laughs> oh. No one really knows where they were from or how they became immortal. They don't really get involved with a lot of other immortal stuff. But they're just two immortal beings that decided they wanted to settle in this city and help out. Alright. Okay. Good to know. They just have the moment of- oh. Oh! Yeah. Well, I can't remember. Do you know Millie? That his moms are immortal, or do I know Angel? I don't remember who all his dads with who, and how all people know each other. Angel exposed Millie's ex-boyfriend on her show. Okay. Which was a favor for Millie, so we're good friends. Yeah. I'm well aware <laughs> of things. Gotcha. So it's just one of those, they're mortal. Oh, that would make sense. I don't know if Millie knows as much as you do, but you're like, yeah, that 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 tracks. Also, maybe thought of, I should go say hi to them sometime. They sound like good manners. They're delightful. So y'all are all in the green room. Well, good morning, friends. How are you doing? Uh, I heard about what happened. Yes. It is awful. So, are you aware of the prophecies of John Hendricks? Hmm. If you would like to roll to put a face to a name, both of you, yep. um, he would be what faction or, or goals? I want to say power? Yeah, I think so. I have it written down somewhere, actually. I just rolled an 8. Yes, their power. Excellent. I rolled a 9, but I have a minus 1, so I also rolled an 8. So you're both aware he was supposedly the first prophet or first oracle of Oak Ridge? Maybe not the first, but at least, like, the first one that was well known. He was predicting things before magic really kicked off in Oak Ridge, and he predicted several things correctly, including the creation of Lab and several other major events. There were also was a period of time after the grimoire appeared where his prophecies some of them didn't fit like some of them felt like they were for somewhere else or they never came true which things you now know that makes a little bit more sense that he was probably seeing from somewhere else but he was he got several things accurate or mostly accurate some things are a little subjective or sometimes oracles don't get the whole picture, especially if you know they're about to die. That's fair. Uh, also, in fairness, he died about five years before I was born, and it's been a minute. He's local legend. Most of his stuff hasn't come true in a bit, so... And also, all the oracles started getting a little kooky after the 50s. So <laughs> they didn't really stick around very long. Well, darling, everyone got a little kooky in the 60s. They say if you can remember it, you weren't really there. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. 
<laughs> Every drug's a hell of a drug. It was the 60s. Right. So, one of his final prophecies, I'm pretty sure we're about to see come true, spoke of a shadow coming to the valley, bringing with it dark portents, and three days after the final oracle, the last oracle, dies, or falls, it said. If the shadow's not stopped, we're seeing the end of days. Well, that's unfortunate. I mean, y'all don't, don't really buy none of that, do you? Well, so I came across this because one of the... You're aware of people going missing, right? Yeah, common knowledge around here. Right. So, one of them was last researching this. And now he's gone. Don't think that's a coincidence. So you're telling me little Cass was supposed to be this last oracle? you're talking about? Isn't that what she was called? That's what she called herself, but... I think she hated that name. Other people called her that. I think she hated that name. <laughs> I can do a couple tricks with a deck of cards make you think I'm some kind of psychic too, but I don't know nothing about the oracles or nothing. Just because you don't know about it doesn't mean it ain't out there. I mean, isn't fate in our own hands? Don't we make our own future? I don't... No. Well, then what's the point? Sorry to get existential this early in the morning, but it's been a long night. Believe me, I've been asking myself that for years. Well, there's also the fact that sometimes oracles see a most likely possibility. Right. I don't think Cole understands that, though, at all. That is fair. Well, whether you believe it or not, this outsider is bad news. You're aware of him, right? I've heard tale. I think we all are. Knows far too much about the city he shouldn't. The one Cass was ranting about last night? About how he was going to kill everyone? She was convinced that he had something to do with the disappearances. He was something bad. There was another world where something similar happened and their reality almost got eaten. The people who stopped it last time are the people who disappeared this time. He's uh, certainly on the top of my suspect list for things that happened to Cass, although the fact he was able to get in here, or anyone, whoever or whatever did this to Cass, was able to get in here, doesn't bode well for any of us. Right. Rose invited me here because she was concerned about this and to help her look into it. And she left out on pursuing some lead on this stranger and never came back. She's gone. Disappeared. She was worried that Cass was seeing the end of the world brought about by the stranger. Well. And given that Cass is now gone. You're also saying this stranger is somehow capable of bringing the apocalypse down upon us. When all I... It's just been a couple of people missing at this point. That's an average weekday for me, it feels like. Not in a town this size. Well. I will also say, we did manage to find two of those missing people yesterday. They were... Uh, I can't think of a nice way to say not entirely whole. They were missing their souls. Come again? They're alive. But... No one's home. Who'd you find? 
We found Darren and Hawk. Windward is taking care of them. But Hess was able to lead us to them, so perhaps she can perform a similar trick and lead us to your friend Roz. Well, let's hope. She's a pretty handy one. There was some magics involved I don't fully understand, but... You're telling me. So I've got somebody asking around and trying to get me a meeting with the stranger. So if I go missing, you know where to start. Oh, that seems... The same person you're sitting here trying to tell me is bringing the apocalypse down on my head is the same person you're trying to have tea with? Yes. Well, it does seem inadvisable. <laughs> Did they take one or two sugars? You learn a lot about someone just talking over tea. Well, it does seem inadvisable to go alone. Well, he can't. At the moment, no one's even willing to say that they know him. Well. You gotta... You know, you're meet Like, okay. This sounds like a terrible idea, but maybe we can mitigate some of the terribleness. <laughs> Do you have a plan if you're trying to meet this guy? Are you are you trying to meet him on his turf? Are you trying to meet him on your own? What are, you, what are we talking? What are we working with here? Well, I'm hoping to at least find where he's at, where he'll be at at any given time, so I can be there and follow him. That sounds like a really bad idea. Do you know what I do? I'm good at it. I don't want it to become what you did, though. <laughs> you gotta still be able to do it after it's done. I will mention, that is also possibly what Frost was doing when she disappeared. I know. <laughs> There's also something to be said for trying to follow someone that you've already put out word you're trying to meet. I didn't say... I was trying to meet him. I was trying to meet him. I just asked if he'd be willing to meet. I didn't say... Bastard better not have given my name. He wouldn't. How confident are you there? Pretty sure they need me. Fair enough. I will say I would advise against going alone. Or if you do go alone, carry a really big stick or something. I don't think this is a good idea, and I'm the master of bad ideas, so... Oh, I carry a mighty big stick, and Angel waves her hand, reaches into nothing, and pulls out a large onyx black staff covered in, like, runes. Sweet Jesus. You hear a startled little yelp and hear the pitter-patter of little feet as one of the kids runs away from walking by the door. Davy, it's fine. You live in a theater. Mm. It was less of a afraid startled than more of a, oh, that was cool. <laughs> that, well. Once again, probably going to get the other little one to be like, there's a wizard, there's a wizard. They live in a theater. They ought to be used to this sort of thing. And then it's gone again. Cole just pulls out a pocket knife. <laughs> I gotta get me one of them. You don't want the price that comes with it, believe me. Tempest Multi is a production of Pseudonym Social, changing reality one story at a time. It is an actual play podcast using Urban Shadows 2E Quick Start Guide, and it's set once again in the town of Oak Ridge, Tennessee. I am your keyboard producer. Hi there, I'm Maria Perry. 
I'm playing Millie Elza, your local vampy vampire. I am Blaze, and I'll be playing Jason Madison Coleman, the aware. I am Ava Rogers. I will be playing Angel Day, the sworn. To get more information on this or any of our other shows, check out our website at pseudonymsocial.com.